0: Hello, welcome to another episode of The Macabre Show. I'm your host, Katie.
1: And I'm John.
0: And this week's episode is called The Resurrectionist. Yeah. Or I guess just Resurrectionist, you don't need the "the" in front of it. But anyway, so we're going to be talking about um, real-life Dr. Frankenstein's. I was inspired last week by John's Medicine Meets Magic topic, so this kind got my own little twist on it. So, getting into things, I found a few... Um, scientists and just kind of what they did and stuff. And we'll get into it. So, first up, I have Giovanni Aldini, who's, like, when I looked up sort of real life Dr. Frankenstein's and stuff, this was the first, like, person that came up. This was, like, the most frequent name that, like, popped up and stuff. He was probably one of the main people that inspired, um, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. So, he was a scientist who is inspired by his uncle Luigi Aldini, who performed um an experiment on frogs when he gave dead frogs like an electrical shock and stuff that like their limbs would move oh weird, yeah, so do you know what have you heard galvanizing
1: galvanizing no what's what's that
0: so are you familiar in the famous scene of uh, the movie Frankenstein, when he, like, lifts him up on the metal table thing and, like, gets electric and stuff.
1: The, like, lightning strike. Yeah. The, it's alive! Yeah, that yeah. whole thing. Yeah, So, right.
0: yeah. Um, that, like, reviving body through electricity is, like, galvanizing. Oh, okay, cool. Essentially. So, he performed, like, many experiments on, like, you know, people and animals and stuff like that to, like, resurrect or restart body.
1: It's, like, the same kind of spark life thing that we saw in uh, the cannibalism yep. section.
0: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's just a little bit different because, is, re- you're restarting the body and not exactly.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess we're all Not just exactly like, eating them. Yeah, I mean, I guess we're just electrochemical bags, right?
0: That's true. I actually, I don't know how much like electrical currents are moved through the body. I don't know the facts
1: about that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, is it possible? I don't know.
0: Well, I know, like, your body is made up of, like, you know, electricity and stuff like that, partly.
1: Yeah. I mean, we don't, <clears throat> I guess the only time that we, like, forcibly push electricity into someone is with the defibril- defibrillator. But it's not like, it's not like they're, like, losing electrical current or something. Like No, the I mean, jump the different, the yeah, you know? and that
0: would be considered galvanizing, too. Like, a modern day oh, version electric. of it is, like, a defibrillator when you, like, jumpstart the heart. Interesting. Well, once you need electrical, I don't know. Do you need electrical current to like restart the body? I guess. I mean, <laughs> I, that's I don't what know. that's what these scientists are trying to
1: prove. Just put a fork in an electrical socket if you need to like wake up in the morning.
0: Yeah, exactly. Who needs coffee? Right. Fork and a toaster. That's all you need. <laughs> but I mean, like you know, our bodies are made of electricity. We have, you know, when you rub your feet on the carpet or something, you shock someone. The yeah. static electricity. So, I mean, so, I,
1: the the idea is that. solid. I, I like, I get their reasoning. I know this is like early science, and they're still like figuring things out, but I, I get the, where they're coming from.
0: Yeah, this yeah. was the um, uh, mid like the eighteen hundreds, like the early. Actually, I think it was the whole century of the eighteen hundreds. So, the um, I lost my train of thought. Anyways, this guy Giovanni Aldini, he's most famous experiment was the a convicted criminal named George Foster, who was tried and like found guilty for murdering his wife and daughter, and then he was executed, and so Giovanni Aldini took his body to try and restart it. <laughs> this was a public, a public experiment and stuff so like many famous scientists doctors and stuff got to watch and they attach electro wires thingies i don't remember what the correct term is little like
1: nodes yes yes that was
0: the word i was looking for he was attacking attaching electrical nodes to his limbs to restart the body and stuff and when he did you could see, like, his uh, muscles and started moving and twitching, and it was recorded that the body had this, like, grimace smile.
1: Interesting. Uh, like, and it Rigor mortis can do that to you. Um, like, there, there are descriptions of people that who, like... That's true, yeah. Yeah, in, in funerals, um, one of the more grotesque things that can happen is, like, over time, your muscles will stretch into, like, a, a smile... Which is kind of a hideous image.
0: But, I mean, I, it was from, like, the electricity, I think. The right. I guess muscles just, were twitching and stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know how, like, I don't know how fresh the corpse was.
1: I don't know. With criminals, it seems like <laughs> nine times out of ten, they can just pick them up. Like, like, next day delivery.
0: Yeah, like, once they're dead, it's whatever, the corpse version of, like, Amazon. Right. Where <laughs> yeah. they just, like, drone, like, drop off right, yeah. a corpse to you. Can you imagine that?
1: <laughs> I don't want to, to be honest. Just
0: uh, just watching a drone carry a corpse and drop it off right in front of your doorstep.
1: Mm-hmm. Yum. Great. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. It'll be good for camelism. Right? Yeah. I mean, the convenience. But anyways. It's like Uber Eats. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Except people, Uber camelism. I guess it'd still be Uber Eats, but just more gross. Yeah. So... This, like, freaked people out. Like, people were so terrified because, like, they thought, like, this person was coming back to life. Like, because the, um, the limbs started twitching and stuff like that and, like, the eyes started opening. Hmm. And even one man witnessing, like, witnessing this, one of the doctors, like, put him into a heart attack and he died. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. This man was literally scared to
1: death. To be honest, though, like what did he expect? Like if I mean, if you know that you're gonna react that way, you really need to be in the room. Come on,
0: that's true. But maybe that wasn't he didn't expect that as an extreme reaction.
1: Yeah, you get a panic attack. You know, things can yeah. happen. Yeah,
0: you, pa- you panic so hard you die, which is how how I'm gonna you're go probably. probably. <laughs> yeah. So the experiment was ultimately saw it as a failure because he couldn't restart the heart but like you know he made all the limbs and stuff move which was just from shooting electrical currents into the muscles or nerves so i assume this body had to be like fairly new
1: yeah i suppose though i don't know how long i mean i guess if you started rotting to a certain extent it'd be difficult for you to get any movement from the limbs probably
0: of course yeah. yeah but i don't know the pro i don't know the full process of de- like decay and stuff like that
1: well even rigor mortis can like sets in pretty quickly like even after like like 48 hours but assuming that it's like a week or two even it's becomes increasingly more difficult to get any kind of movement out of the limbs yeah, yeah.
0: that's true um disclaimer we are not medical professionals or scientists <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so i don't know the medical terms of things I don't know the process of like um dead body decay. Yeah, That's well, why we do Yeah, we the are research. not
1: Yeah, we are not the subjects here. We Yeah, we I'm, are not the Frankensteins.
0: I'm not a doctor. Yeah. So don't don't ask me these medical questions cuz I'm I don't know which is a fair disclaimer. I feel like we should use that yeah. with all of our things. Yeah. We're not professionals. Yeah, we're, we're not doctors or anything.
1: We're using the evidence that we see from other scholars, yeah.
0: My um my only knowledge is from Google <laughs> and articles that I find on there, so that's just putting it out there. Anyways, so moving on, our second Second big boy scientist we have here, his name is um, Gabriel. I'm gonna butcher this last name. It's in French. Please read these names for me.
1: I'll do my best. Okay. You're better Bo- at Bureau. I'm gonna say Bureau. B-E-A-U-R-I-E-A-U. <clears throat> uh, R-I-E-A-U-X, actually. So Boru is okay. gonna be my guess. Yeah.
0: I was gonna say my handwriting's a little messy, so it's okay. It's okay. Okay. So yes um gabriel bureau is that what you say something like that i'm guessing
1: yeah sure we'll go with that sorry bureau if that's your name
0: most of these names are um like french or russian so i'm gonna butcher these we'll do our best severely (laughs) and i apologize for doing so but anyways so i'm just gonna call him gabriel or gabe our good friend dr gabe
1: here what's going on gabe (laughs) what's he up to
0: what's going on with gabe that sounds like a zone like sitcom or something right anyways so he studied the heads of guillotine victims
1: oh yeah okay so you know which we have learned are just lying around yeah (laughs) Yeah.
0: i guess i mean just like any other corpse they're just lying around yeah which would make sense because it's in france so or
1: he's french Around what time is this?
0: Um, I believe it's around the 1800s as well, around that time period. Most of these are around the 1800s, um, 1900s, and stuff like that. The two Russian scientists are a little bit later, Hmm. around like the 1930s-ish, so 1920s. So anyways, um, this man, he studied the heads of guillotine victims, and upon his study, he realized he found that the heads, the eyes... And the heads would open.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah,
0: which I think is just going off of like what you said about rigor
1: mortis and the muscle spasms. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: But the pupils would fixate on objects. Interesting. And the victims would even respond to their own names before losing consciousness.
1: Interesting. So he's watching them roll away and then taking notes immediately, right?
0: I assume so. I mean, like, is he up there on the execution? I mean, maybe executioner stage thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's how I would do it.
0: I don't know, because the body... Um, like, bodies can survive without the head for a certain
1: period of time. Yeah, it, like, varies, yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, chickens can survive, like, I don't know, like, 30 seconds or a minute or something without their head. Yeah. <laughs> you I've saw... always hated that image.
1: I've always hated that.
0: Okay, I was gonna say, did you experience some, like... Some sort of chicken slaughter in your childhood? <laughs> like, you just really were reminiscing? No, that yeah,
1: no. Fortunately, no. I mean, I didn't grow up on a farm. Not everyone from Texas grew up on a farm.
0: Can I you? don't know. I didn't assume it was farms. I just assumed that they were all like cowboys in the desert or something. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: I don't know. It's basically the same stereotype. I didn't think there were farms in Texas. Oh, I yeah. just assumed oh, yeah. it was mostly desert. No, okay.
1: okay, no, no, there are definitely farms and ranches everywhere. I don't yeah.
0: know. I know, I don't know, I don't have much reference of, like, what Texas is like.
1: Yeah, it's not even technically desert, it's just like, they just call it that and it just looks like that in movies. Okay. Yeah, it's like Scrubland, I
0: guess. Scrubland? Yeah. No idea. I had no idea. Yeah. The more I know. Anyways, so, like I said, he would say these had victims. I assume he'd have to be, like, up there. Like, what he, would he do? Would he tell the executioner, like, hey, I'm a scientist, <laughs> and I'm here to study these heads, and the guy's just like, all right.
1: Sounds good to me, yeah. Like,
0: yeah, that's not sketchy at all. I don't know. Like, I'm sure they had some sort of credentials or something. I don't I know. I mean, he's
1: a medical doctor, but.
0: That's true. Yeah. Does he carry, like, his, his PhD around with him?
1: Yeah, the little, like, glass case. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No. Did they have PhDs back then? I don't know uh yeah i just assume did. so
1: yeah.
0: yeah i was gonna be like did they have colleges back then yeah I don't know. they definitely
1: had, yeah they definitely had universities back then but um i don't remember exactly when they started giving out phds but yeah they've been around for a while
0: okay i don't know like i said i'm not I'm not a professional i don't know how a phd works i'm just a college kid but it's fascinating to me um and he like he said that the, like, victims or the heads would respond to their own names, like, few seconds before losing consciousness. But I don't know what that, like, what, what that qualifies as.
1: Yeah, like, I don't... I don't know. I, I'm a little bit skeptical about this study because, <laughs> I mean, it's possible that he still has some neurological functioning.
0: That's true. Right? I mean, it could also be response responses, like, you just, like, say that person's name to get their attention they just kind of make eye contact with you
1: i mean that's that almost is like a gut like instinct that's almost like um yeah that's probably like a pretty basic instinct yeah but i mean i i would assume i don't know exactly what happens when you sever the spine but i mean if you're not dying of immediate shock like you might just be bleeding out like if you
0: i don't know i mean once you cut off like all like I guess, contact from the brain to, like, the rest of the nervous system, wouldn't you just be dead?
1: I mean, apparently not.
0: Because, like, your organs wouldn't be able to function or anything.
1: Yeah, but, um, I... I don't know. I I think that you just die of, like, blood loss to the brain. Like, I mean, eventually you would die anyway, but, like, having no connection to the rest of your organs. But I think the quickest thing that kills you, if it's not shock, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because I was going to say, I can't imagine it's... Like the head of some man, and like you say their name, they're just like, Yeah,
1: <laughs> right? What's up? Well, I mean, yeah, like they what can't you talk. need.
0: Yeah. I doubt it. I would be more scared if, like, that happened.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: if you're like, just this head rolls over to you, and you're like, Hey, what's hey, up? Hey, Greg, he's like, Yeah, what do you need? And I would be terrified at that. Yeah, if like just a severed head made a full sentence at me. Yeah, I'd be terrified at a severed head, period. But like, it could
1: probably move its lips
0: probably i mean that's also just like a muscular like yeah reaction
1: yeah but I, then again you're right it doesn't have any neurological it, it's not connected with the nervous system really so i don't even well, know if they could i do mean that, like, it'd be willingly. connected
0: to the um to the nerves within the face and stuff yeah just not your spinal cord yeah or like the rest of your nerves so i'm sure like the brain could still send some sort of like signals to your face and stuff and then you can like blink and probably like move your mouth and all that
1: yeah yeah that's a horrifying way to go
0: yep yeah that's a horrifying image to think of yeah. just a head twitching at you
1: yeah teeth clacking together oh ew. yeah
0: just winks at you
1: <laughs> <laughs> you have to have a sense of humor when you're dying that's a fact
0: yeah Can you imagine just, you see the head just winks at you and you're like, I think, I think they're trying to flirt with me. (laughs) No one would
1: believe you. No one would believe you that they winked.
0: (laughs) This head winked at me. I don't feel safe. Right. Ugh. That's terrifying to imagine. But yeah, I mean, I guess that goes with the whole rigor mortis thing. And this was like, you know, this was the early 1800s. So they don't really know, like, everything... About the body yet, but this is when like major medical discoveries are happening and stuff. When people are starting to really look at like medical things, and look at the body and stuff and figure out what the heck, what the heck is going on here? <laughs> what the heck is going on with us people and our bodies? Why do they do the weird things that they do? So, yeah, this was the biggest, this was the boom of that. Our third, our third man, we have going on, is Robert Cornish, which you also did a little bit of research on. A little bit, yeah. When uh, I told you about him,
1: pretty bizarre guy, yeah.
0: He is, um, he is probably insane or was insane. Yeah. Um, just all around probably not a good dude. Yeah. Like he truly fits the mad scientist image.
1: Yeah, honestly, yeah, of of everyone that we've looked at so far, yeah, this guy definitely fits the trope the best.
0: Like, these two other guys, just, like, just normal, yeah, I think. Yeah, more than
1: curiosity, but, yeah. I mean, this guy gets into the realm of, like, fascination.
0: Yeah, it's recession. a little, it's yeah. a borderline, um, it's just not good. Yeah. So, his, his whole deal, he, um, would asphyxiate, asphyxiate, I can't. That's a hard word no, to that say was right yeah. asphyxiate. asphyxiate. I know I have to really like enunciate it though, but anyways, he would asphyxiate dogs in a lab and place their bodies on a teeter board. oh no, yeah, these poor pups, not the dogs. We don't approve of animal abuse here,
1: uh, we should probably c w that too, yeah, content warning there might be some uh <laughs> some things happen to dogs, <laughs> so sorry,
0: no, <clears throat> we love puppers. I have a pup back home. Yeah. Who's a great dog. He's he's just a chubby, chubby old dog who likes to eat and sleep. <laughs> Anyways, I do not condone yeah. any harm of animals and I'm just breeding what I found. Yeah. Leave it's...
1: pups leave the pups alone.
0: Yes. Yeah. So he would
1: practice mad science on <clears throat> mad science on people. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because like dogs don't do anything wrong.
1: Right. They don't deserve it.
0: No, of course not.
1: But he, all humans do.
0: Yes, of course. Yeah. So, he would asphyxiate dogs in a lab and place their bodies on a teeter board, infusing them with saline, oxygen, and adrenaline.
1: Hmm, what a combo! Yeah. Is that is that what he is that what he thought? It takes? I guess. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, that was his like concoction of like that was his resurrection cocktail, his necromancy cocktail.
1: Yeah.
0: Of bringing
1: animals back to life i mean it kind of makes sense if they had just died but if this is like going on for a little bit
0: i just assume so because like he he killed them in his lab and then like attach them to the board
1: yeah one of the major differences between him and some of the other guys is he's doing revivification so he's not letting them like die for a while he's letting them pass to the point of death and then like bring them back
0: Yeah. yeah which and on dogs nonetheless which is just not okay
1: yeah come on Come on,
0: Cornish. No. Come
1: on, come on, Robbie. Robert. Robert. <laughs> Rob. Yeah.
0: Um. So we did this multiple times and stuff, and only the fourth or fifth dogs were successful. So like this was this was going on
1: yeah. for a while. And I don't know how successful was it. Like. Hmm. That's yeah. That
0: That's true. It varies, and like they don't really specify like what they like, deemed to be successful or anything. Yeah. And how long exactly? Because, like, maybe, like, the dark starts breathing or something, or, like, they have a pulse, but then they could, like, die again quickly. So, you don't know. Yeah. They don't have, like, any specifications, really, from the research I did. It was just, like, it was just kind of vague. So, I don't know what the technicalities are. And then you told me you found out that he wanted to resurrect a, a... murderer
1: uh yeah he actually had a convicted uh murderer he had he had killed a young woman and the young woman's body was never found but he was convicted for her murder and he was given over to a penitentiary and put on death row in california and when robert cornish had asked uh hey so i've done this experiment on like five dogs and it works like sometimes can i do this on a person the state of california was like uh what did the warden think about it and the warden was like absolutely not absolutely not (laughs) not in my prison
0: no thanks
1: and the state of california was like no there's no way we're allowing this and the warden had some valid concerns he was like number one uh we use gas chambers in california Uh, This was in like 1940, or I don't remember exactly. I think this was in like the 1940s. It was like 1947.
0: Mm, No, I think it was early, though. This was like the early 1900s, because he died in like 1903.
1: Oh, okay, okay. okay. Yeah. Well, they were using gas chambers at this time, and um, they were like, "But if we're going to let you in to do this, then we're going to have to have time for the gas chamber to clear out, which means that you're not going to be able to get in for an hour, which means you're skirting the line from revivification into straight-up necromancy. It's not going to work. Please don't, like, do something bad to these corpses. Yeah. Yeah. That would be... That would file under, like, cruel and unusual... Maybe not punishment, but treatment of the corpse. Like, it yeah. removes its, like, humanity. Which
0: is also, like, many, like, illegal things and, like, laws within itself of just...
1: Yeah, I like that at this point, like, they're actually, like, respecting the criminal to some degree... I mean, I understand they're a criminal, but at the same time, I think they still deserve some. Of
0: course, but rights. I'm like, I'm sure they respect like the corpse and the body and stuff like that. Cause...
1: yeah, but I mean, as we saw like prior to this, they'll just sell your blood if you're an executed criminal. That's but, true. Yeah, so now at least there's some protection, which yeah. is nice. But uh, Robert Cornish did not like that. He didn't, he didn't take too kindly to that, so he built his own gas chamber and killed himself in it with no hope for wild yeah quote-unquote revivification he
0: was just like can't can't do this whole experiment can't be a necromancer like i want to be guess i'll just die then
1: (laughs) yeah yeah
0: which is i guess
1: i mean maybe or he's a lich now maybe there's always that chance
0: um i don't know i don't know if this man is still technically alive quote-unquote he's still walking around skulking
1: in the darkness
0: Um, I highly doubt it.
1: Yeah, I have some doubts.
0: (laughs) Since, um...
1: It only worked on two out of five dogs.
0: True, and also, um, liches aren't real.
1: Uh, says who?
0: Says me. (laughs) This is not...
1: Catch me in 400 years and I'll prove you wrong.
0: This is not (laughs) D&D. Those things don't exist.
1: Okay, so you say.
0: This is not D&D nor... Um, an episode of Adventure Time because I remember there's the the Lich King or the Lich whatever on there. Anyways, but yeah. So I don't think this man is alive, but yeah, he, out of all these scientists, um, not my favorite.
1: No, yeah, stop messing with dogs.
0: This man was clinically insane with x Also, another thing, how did he get away with, like, killing these dogs? I mean, was it It different back then? Yeah, Were they just, like,
1: they didn't have the same strictures. Okay. Yeah.
0: Or they're just like, you're mothering dogs. Just whatever. But they it's still fine. do animal
1: testing. Like, especially on mice. They still do animal <laughs> testing today. Like, on mice and rats, it's a little more, like, palatable to us today. But... Yeah. I know they used to still do them on, like, dogs and things like that. I don't know yeah. if Yeah. Um, I
0: think they still animal test on rabbits as well, which I'm not okay with. No. Stop testing on animals. You don't need to do that. No. That's just my advocacy. Yeah. I don't like animal abuse of any sorts. And Mm-mm. this, our good friend, Robert Cornish, <laughs> which is the only name I could probably pronounce. Right, yeah. On here.
1: <laughs> Unfortunately, my least favorite.
0: Yeah. 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 I'm not okay with it. So, and then our next, our next man, who's... Name, you're also gonna have to pronounce for me because he <laughs> is a Russian best. man.
1: <laughs> okay, it's Sergey something, S- yeah. yeah. Sergey, we got Sergey, and then um, please
0: pronounce that for me because I don't know what how you'd say it.
1: Bryukonenko, it's like B R Y U K H O N E N K O. Y'all can try your best with that one. I think it's Bryukonenko, that's my guess,
0: yeah. Um, honestly, just just look up these people, look up names, look up the phonetic spelling. Yeah. Because I don't know what it is. No. And I'm not going to try. I just butcher it so no. much. And no. I'm sure you were close. So, anyways, this man was famous for a head experiment.
1: Which, oh, no. Yeah. Not more dogs.
0: Yeah, so more dogs. <laughs> no. Unfortunately. Um but this one is pretty interesting. There's actually a video of it on YouTube. We posted it on our Facebook page, which oh, you can yeah. go check it out, give it a like and a follow.
1: Highly recommend. Very strange Russian propag Soviet propaganda. Very yeah. very sci fi comic kind of stuff.
0: I didn't watch through the whole thing. I it's about like two minutes long. But there's
1: a longer version too. There's like a thirty six minute long one.
0: Okay. You know? But yeah, go check it out. On we have it posted on our Facebook page. Yep. The Macabre Show, give us a like on Facebook too. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, so this man, known for the dog head experiment, um, he attached like I guess an iron lung. It was a heart and lung machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was called the auto injector to this severed dog head, and it and it worked. <laughs> this dog. Yeah. stayed alive it was eating and drinking you can see like in the video like the dog's like mouth is moving like the head is moving and stuff like that the eyes are blinking so like this experiment was successful like this severed dog head was being able to like stay alive
1: yeah it is pretty disturbing
0: it is very disturbing Mm -hmm. because this poor little pup because it would have just had to happen yeah unless they killed the dog themselves i hope not but i choose
1: to believe that he had a long and happy life in green pastures, and then when yeah. he got to a certain age, they hooked him up to a auto-injector. Yeah,
0: I yeah. hope so. Anyways, so, yeah, this I was able to stay alive.
1: It's bizarre. Mm-hmm. It has no body. It's just a head and a neck and a machine.
0: Yeah, it was yeah. a cute dog.
1: That's, like, something you'd see in, like, Hellboy or something.
0: Definitely. But, um, I think this was around, like, the 1930s-ish when this experiment happened. So, so, um, which makes me wonder, like, if it's possible to, like, keep a human head alive.
1: (laughs) That's probably how they have Hitler alive, somewhere in Argentina.
0: Or, like, Walt Disney, because the whole thing that he freezed his head.
1: Oh, it got froze. And
0: he's, like, somewhere under, like, Disney World or something like that. Right, yeah. So, I mean, it's possible.
1: I hate the idea that he's still alive. Why? I just, I don't like it. You.
0: I mean, I don't know. Like, it could be like a a Futurama type situation where it's like just the head in the jar.
1: Yeah, quick question. What do you, what would, what would you call uh, Walt Disney if he was still alive? Because I'd, I'd call him a lich. I'd say he's, I'd say he's a lich at that point.
0: No, I don't know. Because one, the, like, liches are real.
1: Uh Uh-huh. And, like, uh-huh. They, they look... are when they're kept alive by medical science.
0: They look like like they look like zombies and stuff. Anyways, mm-hmm.
1: that's the only one that's not done right.
0: I guess, but I don't the, know what when... our powerful magics. Are I don't know what your argument method. you're trying to make here. <laughs> but. Liches
1: are real, and if they're not, we will make them real.
0: Okay, but like it's not like the whole body though; it would just be the head, and then have like some sort of robot body.
1: Yeah, just give it a fully prosthetic body with a head. Kept alive by the auto injector. Yep. Yeah.
0: Exactly. But uh, I'm not going to call it a lich. Honestly, I'm not gonna. I'll take that. I'm not gonna feed into your, <laughs> to your weird Dungeons and Dragons fantasy ideals.
1: You know, honestly, if I get to a certain age, I'll take it. Like, I don't want to go. I don't mind living in a prosthetic body for the rest of my life.
0: You don't mind being like a Futurama head.
1: Uh, I would your- like to have a body. I want to be able to walk around at least.
0: Yeah, well, I think I think some of them had bodies or something. Mm. Like I remember one episode where they had like the Richard Nixon head, <laughs> and it was like running for president oh, again. They yeah, had yeah, like yeah. this like huge like buff robot body. That's or pretty something. much
1: exactly what I'm going for. That's yeah. what you want. That a, is exactly what I want. Just a
0: swole robot body. In
1: fact, I just want to be. I want to look like Richard Nixon too. I want the whole the whole thing.
0: It's too much. <laughs> You crossed the line a little bit, like you were here, and then here's the line. Like Apparently, you your it. line was at Litch, though. So. You crossed it. Yeah. We cross the line all the time in the show. Let's be honest; it's like, true. there's no there's no line anymore. There was never a line to begin
1: with, right. with
0: all the weird, like, disturbing things that we talk about.
1: They did it first. Don't blame us.
0: That's true. We're just talking about it.
1: Yeah, we're just we're just telling the world about it.
0: But I mean, yeah, which like. This was in the 19 I think 1930s. So like there had to be time. There would have to be like some sort of thing back th- or something now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like some sort of advanced science now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully a little bit more ethical now. But I mean, we do do things like that. Yeah, the iron not lung just a poor like severed
0: that. doggy head.
1: Actually, I don't think I don't think we have to do the iron lung necessarily so much. We have our we have different replacements for them well yeah
0: because we have like ai and stuff now and Mm -hmm. like these like humanoid robots and stuff that just kind of live on their own
1: i honestly feel like right now we have the technology to make the like nixon head robot if we want to
0: the futurama just severed head in a jar thing yeah i mean maybe possibly because i feel like i feel like if this experiment was successful Supposedly. It no, it is. It is?
1: Yeah. I mean, you can see it. Yeah. That's true.
0: In the video, can. But yeah. also, like. What level? I don't know if they faked it.
1: Mm, it is propaganda. It's Soviet propaganda. It is. Straight up. But, um. Yeah. Uh, I think if. Oh, I lost my train of thought there.
0: Oh, no. But also, going into it, how is it propaganda? Technically, is it just like
1: it's like uh, the space mission? Oh, okay, because yeah, I same was gonna say, is
0: it like Russia? You can live forever. <laughs> yeah. If you just wanna, just wanna move here, yeah. become part of the Soviet Union, then you can live forever, just like this dog.
1: Right in Soviet Russia, you kill death.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like that old old meme.
1: Yeah, it is an old meme now. Yeah.
0: So yeah, but yeah, that's just like that's my biggest curiosity if you know this was way back when like probably 50 plus years ago that now there has to be some more there has to be some sort of medical advance like there has to be Mm -hmm. of just like a head being able to live on its own or something I believe it but like
1: I mean we can just replace all the organs essentially like for the most part the only thing would be keeping the neurological tissue going which that would be my biggest, well, like, um, my there's biggest like, thing, is, like, yeah. how much, how much um, neurological functioning did the dog have?
0: That's true. If it was able to, like, move its face and stuff, and yeah. it was, like, eating and drinking, then obviously.
1: Some, yeah. At least instinct. Yeah. yeah. But for a human, like, you'd expect it to be, like, the equivalent of, like, a stroke, right? I don't know. It's Maybe.
0: I mean, I feel like, in all honesty, like, it would, right now, like, a Severed human head living on its own, probably just be like in a vegetated state, yeah, where it really mm-hmm. can't do much, but it's still technically alive.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they do have prosthetics that work with brain waves now, so you could probably have something going. That's true, yeah. they just it would just be so expensive. Oh, yeah, definitely. So expensive, yeah.
0: I mean, there's also stem cell research as well, so like, That's true, yeah, you know, you could probably regrow new nerves essentially, yeah, yeah. Which is wild. That's the crazy thing about... Yeah. Like, when in, like, 40 years, when we're super old, they're gonna be like, alright, you can die if you want, or we can hook you up to this super cool robot body. Right. And you become, like, some weird superhuman, essentially.
1: That's the number one reason to make money now, at this point. At this point in society. Yeah. I feel like the number one reason is so that you can buy your, your death suit. So when you get to a certain age you don't have to die because you got your death suit
0: i mean it's i guess your
1: fully prosthetic robotic body
0: i'd still choose like dying because that's that's upsetting the balance of nature but that's a whole nother like thing that's a whole nother discussion of ethics
1: oh there's there's no difference between if humans are animals everything is natural
0: it's a whole other discussion of ethics mm-hmm. like I'm sure there's probably some people who disagree in that we should live forever, but like I said, that's where Oh, I I'm, do. I
1: absolutely do. No, I oh, don't yeah.
0: think so. That's for a whole nother time and place though. That's I suppose. That's not really on this show. I mean we talk about weird, gross gory things
1: but like immortality is definitely
0: Yeah, that's definitely that's true. And like there's a lot of studies of immortality and stuff like that that also fall under the line of like Gross and weird like the whole blood transfusion. Yeah. yeah. And the man candy from <laughs> yeah. from last week. But besides that besides that, getting off topic over here, that's just a whole nother time and place to talk about that. So anyways, I have another our last and final scientist boy here. It's Vladimir something.
1: Do you want to give it a shot?
0: I think it's Demikov.
1: Demikov? But re- oh, that looks right. Yeah, yeah. Dimikov. Yeah. Okay. yeah, that looks right. That's the only
0: name that I didn't butcher.
1: I mean, it's, it's not a difficult name. D E M I K H O V. Yeah. Dimikov. Yeah. No. That sounds about right.
0: So, this man, another, yeah. um, he's another dog man, unfortunately. Oh, no. Yeah. Why is
1: it always dogs?
0: Also, he's Russian, too. Yeah. <clears throat> so, this is a- it
1: around the same time.
0: Yes, yeah. it's around the same time as. Um, so this man. He is famous for the two-head dog experiment. Oh, no. So, he transplanted the head and front legs of one dog to, like, another dog's body and stuff.
1: Okay. Yeah. Alright. So, So, he's just attaching limbs. Yeah, but they're still alive. Ugh. Oh, no. What a poor pup. Yep. What poor pups.
0: Yep. So... And this was like a this was a popular experiment because he did twenty other he uh two headed creatures. Oh, no. Yeah, That's there's like a... at
1: least forty dogs.
0: I mean it might not all be dogs.
1: Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. That's true.
0: But these um these creatures, I guess, these animals lived didn't live that long, they lived about a month and stuff due to like tissue rejection.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah.
0: So, after that point, like, the body is decaying, and, like, it just, the body, the brain, whatever tissue doesn't, like, uphold to the rest of it, it just rejects.
1: Yeah.
0: But, is it, like, one part of the body, or would it be, like, the whole, the whole creature itself? I don't know what you mean. Like, okay, so you attach, like, one part of the animal to another so be would be the part that you attached that would that like is rejected yeah that would decay and fall off or would like the whole animal itself die
1: well I mean both can happen because your <laughs> body can go into shock when you attach a new limb that it that it rejects and <clears throat> the body that body part will start dying so you'll get like gangrene and then it'll infect the rest of the body yeah so it's not gonna fall off clean like it'll really like yeah that's a serious problem yeah yep. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Gross. Can you?
1: So as we're continuing our D&D connections, so now they're making flesh golems. Basically Frankenstein. It's basically actual Frankenstein. Yeah. just an animal.
0: I mean, like, you know, like the Frankenstein's monster was just different body parts that were, like, sewn together and brought back. Yeah. So, yeah. Essentially, it's the same thing, but with two-head dogs or sheep or whatever which I wonder we're all you ever like you know you can go to eye shop or something or like weird taxidermy they always have like the two-headed like creature like two-headed yeah. cow or something
1: yeah I, I've i always wondered <laughs> if they just like sew it on afterwards like really like cleanly yeah or but like they,
0: or was it actually like born like that? Because I think there are some times, very yeah. rare studies, are very always, rare.
1: Yeah, they claim that they're always born like that. But I mean, I mean, you can increase the price so much by just doing a great taxidermy job. Mm, it's hard to say. It would be cheaper, probably. Yeah, but putting it on while it's still alive—that mm, just seems like a lot of work. Yeah, and a lot of messy work too.
0: Again, that runs into some ethical issues. Yeah,
1: definitely it does. All of this research today, lots He's, of ethical problems.
0: Yeah, I mean, and you said did like twenty of these, so oh there God, might have been yeah. a person, the, a two head person. Nice. It's gross.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: it's gross and scary. And like all these, I don't know. It just makes me wonder and stuff. Like. I don't know. I don't know. It's just hard to comprehend and mm-hmm. to think about just this two headed creature that is forcibly sewn together. Yeah. Just walking around. If it would walk, I don't know. I mean it says like they live but like
1: For like a month. Like, like, like what
0: techni- what do you technically like describe hmm. as living?
1: Yeah, I mean it was alive, but Yeah. Yeah. Just reminds me of um Full Metal Alchemist.
0: Yeah, that's what I thought of. Yeah. I mean, that was a different... That was a transfusion between, like, a dog and a person. Human girl, yeah. Doctor... I forget his name. Yeah. Doctor something, I forget his name. I haven't watched that show in, in a while.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So, yeah. I mean, those are those are all of our Dr. Frankensteins. <laughs> a little recap. We had uh, Giovanni Aldini, who was... First, well, not discovered. He um is known for galvanizing humans, animals. He did an experiment on George Foster, who he didn't successfully bring him back, but he could make their limbs move and stuff. He just didn't restart the heart, and some guy actually died from witnessing it because yeah. it was horrifying.
1: Little did he know, he still didn't do it right.
0: <clears throat> yeah.
1: Unfortunate.
0: It's okay. They trial and error.
1: Yeah. I mean, have you ever screwed up so badly that the opposite thing you're trying to do happened? Like, you're trying to bring someone back to life, but you accidentally kill someone else in the process.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's not entirely his fault.
1: No, but still.
0: Well, then he has another body to experiment on. That's
1: right. That's true. Why didn't he just try immediately to do that?
0: Yeah. I mean, you never know. It could work. worked. Mm-hmm. And then, our good friend Gabriel Br- Burrow? Is that how it is? Burrow, something like that. I don't yeah. know. Good friend, Dr. Game. If he's a doctor, actually, I don't know. Yeah. But um, he studied the heads of the guillotine victims, and the eyes would open and fixate, and their pupils would fixate, and they'd respond to their own names before losing consciousness. We have Robert Cornish, who we all vote thumbs down on. We do not like this man. He asphyxiated dogs. And would put them on a tier board, fusing them with saline, oxygen, adrenaline, like, bring them back to life. Only, like, two of them worked. And then he tried to do the same on a convicted murderer who's put on death row. And Cal State of California and the prison warden both said nope. So he killed himself. Which.
1: Well, uh, yet again, <laughs> a, just a critical failure. Just... Yeah. <laughs>
0: Just thumbs down to this guy.
1: Once again, trying to bring someone back and someone else dies.
0: Yep, that's true. And then we have Sergei, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Mm. I'm not even going to attempt it. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But he was known for the two-head, or not two-head dog. That's the other person. He's known for the um, Severed Dog Head Experiment. Which the dog was hooked up to. This heart and lung machine called the auto-injector. And it stayed alive. With its face moving. It was eating and drinking. Which is on video of It is on our Facebook page. The Macabre Show. You can check it out. I'm going to keep plugging our social media. Our last person. Vig- or Vladimir Demikoff. Was the two-head dog man. Who would surgically attach... The head and front legs of a dog to a second body, and he'd had twenty other of these creature experiments, but they only lived longer than months due to tissue rejection. And that's our whole. That's our whole list for today. Of our resurrectionist mad scientist, Doctor Frankenstein's. Yep. So yeah, this is an interesting interesting to see the i guess the evolution of these different scientists and stuff and their experience and all that and once again we do not
1: condone the harm of dogs please don't hurt dogs that's that's a big no-no don't hurt it don't hurt people either i like how I like i said earlier hurt people well yeah like yeah, i was so- gonna
0: say like how you said last week like cannibalism should be legal yeah. and now we're just <laughs> Ethical like
1: ca- consensual cannibalism is a little bit different than going out and killing someone that's true but yeah um today our our uh our moral of the day or of the week
0: don't hurt dogs don't hurt dogs yes
1: leave the dogs alone
0: of course so yeah that kind of concludes this episode's a little bit shorter than our other episodes but that's okay yeah yeah so just going through if you want to like look into more of these uh, people look into other scientists maybe these are just like one of the ones I found I'm sure there's more out there there's definitely more out there Mm -hmm. but yeah take a look for yourself check out that dog head video up on YouTube it's up on our Facebook and speaking of which you can also follow our other social medias we have a Twitter page at the Macabre Show you can follow us there we also have Instagram at the Macabre Show as well, so you can follow us there. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter—we're all on it. If you have any topics you'd like us to cover, or any like weird, creepy encounters you've had, any real life ghost stories or anything like that, you can message us on all of our social medias, or you can email us at the Macabre Show at gmail.com. So thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and then. Next week, we'll be discussing whoever John's after topic. Yeah, yes. we'll
1: be looking at um, different stories people have given for what they experienced after they died.
0: So yeah, continuing on the theme of just like medical stuff, and I guess like death and
1: yeah, and we'll we'll give it um we'll look at both what they. What it, people say when they have these death experiences or near-death experiences, what they say, what they experience, things like that. And then try to give uh, what some psychologists say about it and try to give y'all a conclusive idea of, of what your death might be like. Yeah,
0: yeah. I noticed that um, each theme has just kind of gone full circle because their first show was the Ohio State Reformatory, mm-hmm. which is like a haunted place about ghosts and stuff. And now we're talking about the afterlife, yeah. like in between that is like the medical stuff and like right. resurrecting the dead and things like that. So yeah, everything's kind of related. Yeah. But I just thought about that. Anyways, I hope you all enjoyed and we'll see you all next week.